Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. All right. You can call me Dr. Smiley. I'm happy to be aboard the, what are we going to call this? The Amplified Joy Train. So that's what we're going to call that today. And uh, I'm calling in from DC and to our lovely Voice America. Aaron is celebrating his birthday for, I just found out the 412th day consecutively. So awesome. Happy birthday to you, Aaron. (laughs) And how are you, Dr. Andrea? Well, it's absolutely beautiful here in Ohio, and tomorrow it's supposed to be over 70, so all of a sudden it's summer, and it's not even Easter yet. <laughs> well, over here in Maryland, it is over 30 degrees. Well, I do know the Forsythia bushes are blooming there, because I just left there on Saturday, and they're blooming here as well, so it's beautiful out. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, from a, a botany standpoint, watch your language. Okay, it's a little... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we are excited about warmer weather. The Easter Bunny's coming this Sunday, so how exciting is that? I asked my son if um, he's excited about the Easter Bunny. I said, I guess you don't want to hunt for any eggs or anything. He says, oh, I do. I do. And I said, okay, well, hopefully the Easter Bunny comes and lays a lot of eggs for you. I still can't get how an Easter Bunny lays eggs. I mean, that is crazy. I know. The yeah. things that we teach our children that are completely inaccurate when it comes to uh, real-life animals. <laughs> I wish I could find this uh, fact, but I was reading this fact book last night. It's kind of wacky. It's competing. And I don't remember what pages are, but it's in the science section. I wonder if I could find the science section quickly. They don't have page numbers in this book. They actually um, have something that says, it says error. It's some kind of error message on each page. So every message, every page has an error. There's no, there's no page number. So it's this gorgeous So nice book. to know that they didn't wait. See, I'm going to compliment them. Instead of waiting and not going to print and having to redo the whole thing, they said, let's go with it. And then people just be creative and finding what they need to find. Because well, if they yeah. had waited, it delays the whole thing. So there you go. Well, I, and I, gosh, for no page numbers, I found it. I can't believe it. And there's, no, there's not even a, a, a rabbit ear or anything, okay? But I found <laughs> it. So I'm going to read this to you. And this is really kind of cool. I read this last night while Kenny was reading uh, Dog dog hero or some it's something like from the diary of a wimpy kid uh, series so scientists finally concluded that the chicken came first not the egg because the protein which makes eggshells is only produced by in hens so there you go that's a big that's a that's a big question and fight i've had at bars so i'm really glad that i can now show that there is a fact that the chicken came first so which one were you fighting for? For that one? Was, were you accurate or were you fighting? You were fighting Actually, it, depended, it depended on how many drinks I had. And if the other person, <laughs> if I thought that they could beat me up, I, I let them pick first. <laughs> then you let them pick first. Well, that's yeah. certainly the smartest way to go. And that um, I'm, I'm glad that you no longer have to fight because being Dr. Smiley, that probably wouldn't work in your repertoire. Well, I, I might have to carry lug that big book around and I might have to rabbit ear that page because that is obviously proof. Um, so, you know, I, I want to say something that I guess I'm going to start hopefully making a part of my habit for this show. Last year, we had a small miracle happen and we created two huge books, 1,600 pages in about three weeks, roughly three weeks. And fortunately, we had been working a year with these people, so we just had to, you know, 
combine all the chapters and get lots more chapters in. And I realized that with all our listeners, they may not know that they can play or that they can recommend someone that inspires them. So with that said, let me clear my throat, throat) get my coffee. My coffee says, dance as though no one is watching you. Love as though you have never been hurt before. Sing as though no one can hear you. Live as though heaven is on earth. And this, let me see, who does say that? Um, I can't read it. It says source. Okay, so source said that, okay? But unless unless I'm reading it wrong, can you read what that says? Oh, so I, I'm, not, I'm not on that screen. So maybe yeah. Brenda can see it. Her mic is on, but she's not on camera yet. <laughs> uh, it says, I don't know what it says. Susa. Uh, Susa. That's pretty close to source if you have bad eyes. So I got the <laughs> S right. And thanks for the angels chiming in and telling me who that is. But that is my uh, one of my favorite Monday mugs. I have a Manny Chat Monday mug, and I have this one. And if I've had more than four cups of coffee, I go to the, the Sousa Source Cup. So here we go. <clears throat> Listeners who are inspiring and no inspiring people, I have a challenge for you. And it's not an April 1st joke because it's not April yet. If you would like to share your inspiring story to those who may be lacking hope, or have given up hope, you have a responsibility, if you choose it, to share how you created who you are, how you created why you are, and how you created how you are. And let me explain that very quickly. In this chapter of 2,000 Words, you get to write your journey of how you created who you are as transparent and vulnerable as you wish, sharing the bumps, the challenges, the failures, the obstacles, and how you overcame them to become who you are. And I have found out every single person to include our guest today, has decided that they will be unstoppable and determined to overcome whatever it takes to become the who that they love. And when you do that, you either are driven by a purpose and a why, or you create one through the journey. And that is the reason that you matter and the reason you are charged to continue to be a work in progress. The most important part to me is how you use this talent and this experience and journey and skill to administer abundance, solve problems, and inspire hope for others. And that is the how. So we are going to make sure that everyone gets a template. If you write in to the show, text me, email me, go to the email uh, Facebook and say, we want a template, or I want a template, or I know someone that needs a template. We are looking for 500 authors. We have 150-ish. So we are on a journey to lean on the talent of our audience as well as our guest to help us get to 500 before September. And it's actually not that hard. If you take the 150 we have and each of them only recommend two people and of those two, one does it, we already have doubled to 300. And if those 300, again, recommend one person, we're almost at 500. So there you go. So what do you think, Andrea? I think that's fabulous. And I know so many people know so many amazing people that they would love to uh, help honor and support and know that their messages impact other people. So that makes me excited to hear that. And your well, slurping sounds what lovely. <laughs> I do love to slurp this coffee. I mean, when you're at six cups, you're going to slurp. So I, uh, I want to give an account every week of how we're doing. So this past week, we okay. had uh, six Six authors submit their chapters. Some were for Dose of Hope, uh, which is the adult TED, TEDx talk type thing. And Hope is Dope is more for the young adults and possibly even um, teenagers or younger. 
Kenny uh, submitted his chapter last week. I think it was Thursday or Friday. And so we are going to print this week and we will have the black simulated leather with gold print out in about three weeks. And anyone that wants any of these books, they're, they say $100 on here. But just to prove you're listening today, if you send $25 PayPal to the Key Smiling Movement as a donation today, today, take action, you can have one of them. And if you send in, uh, we'll call it 45, we'll go ahead and send the second one too. So you get both volumes. And a dose of hope a day, man, that's like just an injection of inspiration. I mean, that's just what everyone needs. That's what the doctor, Brenda, would like everyone to have. So let's uh, <laughs> let's bring Brenda on. Oh, let's Absolutely. talk about sponsors. Uh, I mean, Brenda's practically uh, thank a sponsor. You. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'm going to mute my uh, mute my coffee so I can slurp at my leisure. So I want to thank our sponsors. Our featured sponsor is bees.social, B-E-E-S dot social, the crypto technology for the people by the people. And we want to thank the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, Lynn Benavides, my like mymakeuplady.com, and the EMFX for providing us with these necklaces to protect us from radiation and other icky ooze in the air. And uh, we want to remind you that our charity of choice is the Keep Smiling Movement, the KeepSmilingMovement.com. We live and thrive and help other people's, other people's, people um, uh, re- have more resilience by creating a dose of hope through smiles. So if you could donate to the KeepSmilingMovement.com and put a smile on someone else's face, a mental and dental health 5013C. And now back to you. Oh, let me introduce Brenda. Uh, so uh, let me get her on camera here so you guys can see her beautiful face while There's a I am song, doing uh, just about that. Mrs. Jones. Uh, you know, I actually, we, we have a theme as well. Did you notice that I didn't realize that we also just recently, um, wow, that is being really interesting. It's hmm. not allowing me to uh, put her on. There we go. Um, we had Colby Jones on the other week, so we should have had the Jones month. No, we should have. <laughs> All right, let me pull up her bio here. Brenda Jones, uh, she has a master's. She has a master life, and she's also mastered um, as a life and success coach, author, and international speaker trainer who coaches overwhelmed entrepreneurs <laughs> to release mindset blocks that hold them back with her signature belief coaching method and certification program. She's a board certified master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, that's NLP, hypnosis, time techniques, energy tapping, life coaching, and Reiki, and drawing on this expertise as well as her extensive background in autism intervention, psychology, and applied behavioral analysis. She shows her clients and students how to activate their inner superpowers so they can maximize their impact and influence to manifest their kick-ass vision board lives. While some of her students apply their learning to their personal lives, many go on to build successful coaching and training companies. Some of them have built multi-million dollar coaching companies impacting thousands of lives. She lives in 
Southern California with her husband and homeschools their two beautiful daughters who I have had the pleasure of hanging out with for several weeks and uh, loving on. They, Her daughters are competitive dance and theater uh, buffs. They have amazing schedules that are super busy and she does all of that, Brenda does, while putting the me back in mommy. Learn more and access some freebies at www.beliefco.com forward slash let's play. Brenda Jones, welcome to the show and she's also our my personal friend and Ken's friend as well. Thank well, you Andrea, so much never, for having me. I never thought I'd be able to say this, Andrea, but um, me and Mrs. Jones are going to be talking in a second. <laughs> you know the Billy Paul there song, There you right? go. Yeah. You know yes. Of course you know that song, right? Of so course. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a favor. Um, I don't normally ask people to lower their volume, but there are children in the world that don't need amplification right now. They may be a little tired, for instance, and I want them to be able to catch their Z's and wake up with a huge smile on their face. So this show is going to be a little more tempered. It's going to be high content, high intention, high impact. Wow, three eyes right there. But we're not going to have eye awake, but we're not going to have an eye awakening, which is an E. Okay. Now, to let the audience know why we're saying that is Brenda has a little slumber party of four sleeping girls who had an extensive dance schedule this last weekend. And uh, knowing Brenda, she was up till the middle of the night and the kids probably were up until an hour ago. <laughs> I have no idea what time they finally passed out. Well, I, I know I they went to bed with all the lights on the house, in the house on. <laughs> well, I loved it when uh, you had to do the sound check and you went five. And, and we were like, uh, I don't, can't hear it very well. And you said, Happy birthday, Aaron. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how Aaron could even hear this, but you were like, listen, if we can do it at that level, we're not going to wake anyone up. <laughs> so Mine will um, sleep like the dead. Their friends, maybe not. So we just did this intro for the first time on your show, on the show that you are on. This intro know. is new about, like, if you have people that are inspiring, why not invite them right out of the gate in the show and also set the intention for not just the show, but the conversation for the guest. And Absolutely. I don't know a more important topic than inspiration. I mean, there are obviously abundance aspects and impact and legacy, but I think, I think inspiration is a fuel and it's also a joy fuel. It's, it's, it's not just the fuel that gets you going. It's the one that gets you going with a smile. So there we go. Quote that boom in the book. <laughs> so Brenda, we usually start with who you are and much like the chapters uh, in the dose of hope, it's a journey that you create. So I'd be interested to hear, you know, where you were born, what your childhood was like, and what defining moment actually caused you to possibly be who you are today. And take, born and raised go, in Cali. Not go more than 20 minutes on this question. Okay. Absolutely not. I can do this in five. Born and raised in California, escaped to Vegas for a little bit, met my husband, got dragged back. But there were a whole lot of accidental findings, if not universal divine interventions along the path. So it was in, during my master's in college, I met a couple of people and one of them was one of my soulmates and I lost him uh, seven months, seven days after we met. And that is why I met my husband when I did. Um, I believe that that was divinely led. And then when I finally got to retire from autism, I got to be a mom, it was my dream job. Things happened within our play group. We had a couple of tragedies happen. And then I accidentally found myself in entrepreneurship. And when you go into entrepreneurship, you often find that 
out of all the possible roadblocks you can have, the biggest one is the one that is looking at you in the mirror every time you look in it. And so I luckily came across a friend of mine at a really horrible networking event. She was like the, the, the one thing that came out of that networking event. She invited me to a weekend event where I was introduced to my subconscious mind for the first time. After over a decade in behavioral psychology, that was the one part I never really knew, and I didn't know we really had it, and I definitely didn't know how to use it, um, what it was, that voice in your head, that whisper. And so it was in that weekend that I found out that that whisper that I had that told me I was going to lose my friend where... I spent a week telling myself I was crazy. I wasn't. Um, I did know that it was the last time that I was seeing him, and I didn't know how to listen to that. And I had had a book given to me as a child, uh, well, as a teenager, early adult, um, adult children of alcoholics, that said, You will catastrophize. And because of that, I didn't recognize that whisper as anything other than catastrophization, me making a mountain out of a molehill when in reality it was absolutely accurate. And so now I'm on a mission to help people do two things. One, know what that whisper is and trust it. And number two, always say I love you because you never know when tomorrow is not going to happen. So I learned that the hard way. So now I'm teaching that hopefully so people don't have to learn it the hard way like I did. Gotcha. Well, let's, uh, let's revisit a couple points there. So one is you said you retired or uh, from autism. What, what, what mm -hmm. did that mean? I left the field. My whole life, I wanted to be a mom. Yes, there were all these career things I wanted to do, but my number one thing was to be a mom. And when I had the ability to be a stay-at-home mom, having my first daughter, I jumped on it. And I knew that when I left for, um, I went out on medical leave um, before she was born. And I knew I wasn't coming back. And sure enough, once I had her, I did retire um, completely. I have not gone back into the field ever since because my one and only was to be a stay-at-home mom. And what, was, what drew you to that field? Um, accidental, again, divine intervention. I had gone to college pre-medical, and I quickly realized that I wanted a life outside of the library. <laughs> um, I was in beautiful La Jolla, California, and I wanted to actually see outside of our library. And in that, also realized that, again, my number one was to be a mom. And the more I thought about being a pediatrician, the more I realized, or I was either going to go pediatrics or I was going to go obstetrics. And I realized that either one would have me on call, which would potentially have me not be mom first. And so it was kind of the combination of not wanting to live in a library and realizing that that job was going to make me not live into what was most important to me, which was being there for my kids. Um, I switched into psychology and there was a little posting that said, hey, if you, you like behavioral psychology and you love children, come to this thing. And I did. And I was introduced to the world of autism and intervention and stayed with that through college and then after college all the way through grad school and until parenthood. Well, that's very cool. And I'm thinking as I'm hearing you, wow, this is the person that I met at a mastermind or two or three or four that was volunteering, that was giving themselves to support something they believe in. And here you are, quite the extraordinary leader yourself. Thank you. And it just actually makes me think like when you are at events and you see someone, you don't know what they're about and having some type of dialogue where you're able to either read about them or you're able to get the 
the, I call it the one or two minute humanity chapter of who they are, why they are and how they are. That really changes how that conversation or that relationship would evolve. I love that. So why don't we talk about um, a couple of people? I want to use this platform today to give a little more shout outs, more of a gratitude aspect of it. So I'm intrigued by the autism and I, my, my company would not exist if it wasn't for uh, two gentlemen with Asperger's believing in me as robots almost that my vision of the umbrella syndicate was a, was a good idea. They, they, they stuck around for like over a year, uh, maybe, maybe almost two years. And you can imagine when you're just starting a company, you have one or two people believe in you. That is going to be whether you make it or not. So I had two gentlemen with the first gentleman, uh, Gabriel DiMatteo has Asperger's and he recommended his friend, uh, Steve, um, McAllister. And Steve McAllister actually wrote a book through his time when he was with me. So would you please share uh, one or two people that have either autism or Asperger's that you find extremely inspiring? And let's see where that takes us. I mean, my number one is going to be Dr. Temple Grandin every single time. Um, And she's actually had a movie made about her, which is beautifully played um, by Claire Danes. Mm. Um, And I, from what I've been told is Claire actually just spent umpteen hours with Temple to really pick up all of her mannerisms and really get to know who she is. Um, And no, I kind of wish I would have known everything I know about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, the subconscious mind back when I did autism. I'm trying to like balance out my green screen here. And because she wrote a book, it was called Thinking in Pictures. And so I knew that when I was working with kids with autism, that the language that we used had to create pictures in their mind, that if it didn't create those pictures, that it didn't make sense to them. So she would talk about things like emotions. She created a color coding system for emotions so that when she would recognize people feeling certain ways, she would give it a color and then she would have something that that color stood for in her mind in a picture so that she could process what other people were going through. And I knew that worked for autism. And it wasn't until years later, over a decade later, that I found out we all think in pictures. And that's why things like vision boards, why the words that we say matter because they are creating picture sounds and feelings. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. I I knew that was autism. I didn't know that was for all of us. And so I think for me, she was my biggest impact. Well, that is awesome on so many levels. First of all, Steve McAllister's first book was thinking, see how I think. And it was all pictorial. And secondly, I'm thinking as a photographer, when I see pictures I've taken during the pandemic and going back and looking at past events, because I'm actually living through the past right now, trying to categorize and catalog all these pictures. And when I see the picture, it brings to life the experience. So that is very cool. So is uh, Miss Temple, that's mm-hmm. her name. Um, so I'm so glad that we, we brought this conversation into play. Is she, um, she's around where she lives? Yes. She is still around. Um, she's probably one of the best speakers I've ever, ever, ever seen. Um, and I will say that I've recently met a, a, of all things, a photographer. And she is a celebrated um, photographer with autism. And really? she's a beautiful communicator. She's taught herself very well how to communicate with other people. Um, my green screen is driving me crazy here. Yeah, and we love it. We love it. 
<laughs> so she is, I mean, just beautifully well-spoken. Her photography is absolutely gorgeous. I met her on Clubhouse of all places. It's my new place to so hang. So this is kind of recent? Yeah, uh, within the last yeah. couple of weeks. That is amazing. So you are bringing up a person that if I had had this interview with you a month or two ago, we wouldn't be talking about her. Correct. Okay, Absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. So do you know how to contact her? Um, through Insta, actually. Yes. Okay. Well, obviously, um, on so many levels, this would be incredible if she was added to the Dose of Hope project. Um, first of all, that it happened from the show. Secondly, that it was within two weeks. And third, that it's a Clubhouse Connect. I mean, that is so cool. And I, and I feel that this recommendation is really a game changer for even our project. So thank you for that. Um, is there anybody else that you think is, because I, I really want to look at who inspires you, Brenda, to be who you are. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, my kids, mm -hmm. uh, my kids, yeah. their friends, <laughs> uh, they, my kids don't know life outside of mommy being in this world of the subconscious. And so they were raised in this. Um, my oldest was four. I was pregnant with my youngest that first weekend event that I went to. And then obviously we surround ourselves with people that are in personal development, um, especially within NLP, hypnosis, things like that. And so they are just the coolest kids. Are they Down authors? Down to when pandemic hit, they handled life differently. Are they authors? Um. Not yet. They do well, do little writings here and there. I, um, I have a reason, obviously. So the, obviously. The, big, the big guy is for more of the 2,000 to 4,000 word TED Talk. But we have the new product called Hope is Dope, which is more about defining moments and how those choices define you. And it's advice for young adults and teenagers to know that hope is cool, leadership is cool, you know, making good choices is cool. So if they would like to contribute... Uh, it would be so amazing that you brought your family into a legacy piece that any of them could point to Amazon and say, I'm in that book, Hope is Dope. And so I, I extend an invitation. As you know, with uh, our program, we don't sell smiles and we don't sell hope. We do it with actually how the impact happens, but we don't do it with uh, the transaction. Okay. So yeah. I would love to extend that to you as a gift and for being an amazing mommy and how cool is it? I mean, if it wasn't for the pandemic, Brenda, I would not have a son who is an author right now. I love that. So when he turned uh, seven in June, he had his first joke book come out. And then within a couple months, he had a riddle book come out. Then he had a science fact book come out. Cause every time I was teaching, I was like, Kenny, do you want to make a book out of this? And he was like, sure. I say, you approve what goes in the book and you have to know at least half of it. And then we'll make the book. That way, if you get called up by TV or something, you can actually say, I know half the periodic table or I know whatever, you know. Because so, <laughs> the last that. thing I wanted was to do the book for him and him get called up. And he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. so cool. And this is sta this stays yeah. a secret, Brenda. But uh, my son, we're in a really good school system in Howard County. But when I asked him the question, you know, what's the capital of the United States? He did not know. And he did not know we were only 30 miles from it. So when I say how much he's grown from doing these four books, it is immense. Yeah, Most kids absolutely. cannot obviously name, you know, 10 chemicals off the periodic table. He can tell who designed it, um, what the chemicals are, how they're used in life, et cetera. And I share that because your kids are obviously amazing. And if they know amazing kids, it would be just, it would be the best gift we'd be giving the younger generation and we want to make a book eventually that says keep smiling the future happens and that's because of great parenting i love right? that yep okay I, I, so, and i wanted to interject something I, and by the way before quick. you do um, before you before you do before you do um i just wanted to 
uh, Brenda. I know that Andrea is very close with you and that you guys have a great friendship and she's learned a lot with you. So if you don't mind, I'd like to turn the mic over to Andrea so she can ask a question maybe. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, uh, Ken, you and I think alike because I just texted Brenda uh, over the weekend and said, oh, oh my gosh, because I was thinking about her girls and their dance competition and how I love her girls. We, we even, uh, I even cooked with uh, her youngest. And I said uh, it would be great for the girls to do the Doses Hope book. Um, I mean, well, uh, Hope you, is Dope book. <laughs> and definitely the Hope is Dope, but you have to take us to break real quick because we just gobbled that 29 minutes up in two seconds. Did we already? We did. Oh, well, I did want, I wanted to give you and Kenny a compliment as well. Because of both of you and what you've been doing as a parent to Kenny, you've been teaching me as well because we just watched a movie yesterday that had cesium in it. And I was able to know what it is and be able to talk about it because I was encouraged to learn more about the elements because of you and your son. So there you, you got go. A, you got americium, <laughs> you got europium. I mean, you got some cool names in there. <laughs> Nobilium. The extra I mean perk. Yeah, oh. the extra perks of being a publicist for someone who is doing great things with his son. <laughs> and since we already blew the break, I'm going to go 10 more seconds or so. My I, uh, my my son, because he got so good with the periodic table, I took him on Amazon and said, do you want one of these shirts? And it's a periodic table and it says, I wear this periodically. Well, I went and got my own adult version so we can wear it on the same day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that you do that. All right. So everyone, I'm the um, executive director of the Keep Smiling Movement. So we want to remind you to give love and donations to the Keep Smiling Movement so that you can help put a smile on someone's face. We're a 5013C mental and dental health organization. And thanks to our sponsors, the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, Lynn Benavides, MyMakeupLady.com, and the EMF com and to bees.social, the crypto technology for the people by the people. And we'll be back after the. And that was messages. EMF, right? You said EMF? The EMFFix.com. Oh my gosh, because EMF, unbelievable. Wow. Great song. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, Dr. Smiley here. What a great conversation. I learned so much more about you, Brenda, and those tangents just led to all kinds of impacts, and that is the cool part of it. So thank you so much for that diversion and also the gifts you gave back. So let's talk a little bit more, well, I should say, let's take a new stride into 
what you know up here and how it affects humanity and leaders specifically on how they can use that knowledge to create a life they love and balance and abundance. Oh man, there are so many different ways that we can take this, except that you just said a word, balance. And this was probably one of the biggest things that I learned. Um, When I first went into entrepreneurship, I was in a mastermind and a speaker came in and it was someone we all know, it was Paul Hoffman. And he walked in and in much more colorful language, basically said F balance (laughs) and gave me a new word. And it was at a point where I was really struggling because I wanted to be that mom that we were talking about. And yet I had fallen into entrepreneurship. And I, there was this piece of me that was really loving the idea of entrepreneurship, of, of following that path. And then I had the eternal struggle of trying to balance home, kids, business, all of those things, and was basically failing miserably. No matter what I was doing, I felt guilty that I wasn't doing the other things that I could be doing. And when he walked in and basically said, F balance, it's about harmony because he's a musician. Mm. And I grew up as a musician as well. He said harmony and everything shifted because it wasn't about trying to have these equal moments because people like we were talking about pictures. When you say the word balance, most people think of, you know, really a balanced outside of things. But life isn't like that. It isn't 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes here, or people will say, oh, but it's about the quality. What I really found is it was about that harmony that there were going to be moments where business was everything. And there were going to be moments where my kids were everything. There were going to be moments where I was everything. And as long as all of that at the end of the month, at the end of the week, created this harmonic blend, because if you look at any good piece of music, not all of the instruments are always playing. There are moments where the woodwinds are playing and the brass are resting. There are moments where the brass are playing and the woodwinds are resting. There's times where it might just be a a timpani drum solo. Mm. And that's what makes the music. And once he explained that, life really shifted because I stopped trying to live up to this unattainable thing called balance. I was trying to match my life to what I pictured balance should be. And the second I didn't have to do that, game on. Well, uh, Mr. Hoffman is in this book here. He's in part one. And, you know, when you've said that so abruptly, I said, well, I can counter that because technically if you F balance, you're still going to be accountable for what you F. And with harmony, he's absolutely correct. Because what you're doing is you're leveraging the impact you wish to have. And so everything can actually win. And James Brown, in a movie that uh, I just saw recently, it's the newest, it's, it's uh, the newest movie on Netflix about James Brown. He has a part where he's talking to his band and the band, a couple of band members says, this doesn't make sense what you're asking us to do. He says, I don't care if it makes sense. All I care about is it's a groove. And if it's a groove, it's going to feel right. And if it feels right, it's music I want people to get into. And they, they actually were saying, this has never been done before, and it doesn't make sense how you're... And he said to each instrument, every person playing an instrument, he says, what are you playing? And if they did not say drum, they were wrong. He says he wanted a drum in the trumpet. He wanted, everything had to be a drum. I love like, that. Isn't that cool? 
That is really cool. Now I'm going to get another thing on Netflix <laughs> for the time I don't have. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, and by the way, um, that is such a common comment. And I, it's something I've really been calling myself out on and also making it even an opportunity to help people that do say that kind of thing, right? Um, that everything is priorities. Yep. And if you did watch that James Brown that you didn't have time for, but yet it gave you like that uh, epiphany that, Paul Hoffman gave, like people paid a lot of money to be at that particular mastermind that Paul Hoffman was there, but they paid that money and they may have made 10 times, even a hundred times that amount of money because of a comment that Paul Hoffman made just in that one minute. If you're outside the room, you miss that, that nugget. I shouldn't say you missed the nugget. You missed the shaft. <laughs> you, know, you, you could have a shift of the shaft, right? In your Absolutely. life. So um, you coach people and you mm-hmm. teach people a lot. And I want to, I know that Andrea learns a lot from you because she shares how many epiphanies she's having through the coursework you're doing. So why don't you uh, share what you're passionate about with regard to helping people get out of their own way? You know, it goes back to how I got here. You know, no matter what class I teach, and I could be doing deep dives into how the mind works, all these different techniques, scripts, all of these amazing change work, technologies, modalities, et cetera. And at the end of the day, it is about trusting the whisper and saying, I love you. Because it really comes down to when you understand how your mind works and you can tap into that powerful part of you, that's where that whisper comes from. That whisper is that that subconscious mind, it's source, it's God, it's goddess, it's whatever that thing is that's delivering you all of this beautiful information. And even if you want to go super scientific, that it's the subconscious mind. It's all of those other things that are just outside of your awareness. When you can tap into the power that it has, everything that it knows, because we have a perfect memory. Now, I know a lot of people look at me like they're crazy, like I'm crazy when I say that we have a perfect memory. Our recall may be challenging at times, but everything's being stored. And when we can go in and look at all of those things that are stored and coded, release the things that are holding us back, release negative emotions or bad feelings or decisions that were made that aren't serving us. When we can release all of that stuff and then go back and look at past history differently and see all of the other information that was there that we just, it filtered out. We missed it. Not because we filtered it on purpose, just because those were the filters that were running for us at the time because we can't take it all in and process it consciously. Um, There are people that will argue, I know we started the the conversation with with autism in the first part. There are people that say, if we tried to take in everything simultaneously, that might be what's going on with some people with autism. They talk about being overstimulated, not being able to filter out the unnecessary information. We are filters, we run with filters and we filter through a lot of different things. And when we can clear up some of those filters, it's almost like taking off different lenses is and seeing filter, the world differently. Is that filter like the already listening or is it the filter of our perspectives? It's all of it. It could be simply the time and location. It could be if I ask you while we're at lunch to borrow a dollar, it's probably sure. No problem. If I were to wake you up in the middle of the best dream in the dead of sleep to borrow that same dollar, you probably have a different response for me. Mm-hmm. Or it could be memories that we have. It could be negative emotions that we attributed to things. It could be all of this subconscious programming that we took in at younger than your son is now. That birth to seven, when we don't really have the ability to reject information, we take it all. So gotcha. identities, our I am statements, 
what's important to us. All of these things are running in there. And, you know, if you've got a cell phone, we have a lot of apps on our phones. Well, we have a lot of apps in our minds. And a lot of them are just running in the background and we don't realize that they're draining the phone. We don't realize they're draining us in that same way. So this is kind of going in, cleaning up the apps, closing the ones that no longer work for us, installing the ones that do, et cetera. Well, I want to interject that um, my wife and I had a really bad habit for uh, about a month where my son is like a Tom Sawyer. He wants to figure out the shortest way, the least amount of work to do something. And we let the word lazy come out as a descriptor of him. And I, I thought about it. I was like, this is really bad. There's so many things bad with it. First of all, there's an identity that he might be assuming that's not even true. That's the first most damaging part. But the second part is I said, what is the way to, to spin that? And I don't know if I got the best way, but I had a private conversation with my wife and I said, let's not use that word anymore. That's not going to be associated with Kenny. Let's use, what would a, what would a leader do? What would a leader do? What would a, what would a successful person do? And it really did get him to not only respond, but to start behaving like that. And it was such a shift and I'm watching him and he now takes initiative. And this is only three months ago. So just like your clubhouse, it, there's so much that happens when you're spending time that you have to take advantage and grab the, the, I guess the reins when you're losing them and get them back on course for someone to be powerful. I love that. And you know, the mind is the same way. People will say, Oh my gosh, it takes the easy way. It takes the lazy way out. It's just efficient. Yes. It's Let's really it efficient, and that's beautiful <laughs> that they're efficient. And then it's, hey, how can we strive for excellence? Exactly. And then the other argument is whoever said that lazy is necessarily a bad thing? Because I know I plan on spending some of my summertime in a lazy river, right. and that just means that we're still moving, but we're not efforting at it. We're, we're coasting. Well, all disruptors so Who decided are, lazy was bad? And I would argue I all disruptors days. When you say that all disruptors are lazier on some level because they're actually looking for a better way to make it easy so they don't have to work and do something that is arduous or actually in their terms, maybe even dumb or stupid to do, right? Yeah. So I had two questions for you and I'm going to give you the second question right now for you to think about because it's the one that you're, I really want to ask you, but I have, a, I have a circumstance I want to interject for you to answer. What does one do? All right. So the question we're going to go to is how does one tap into and use the subconscious to serve them? So that's where we're going. But the circumstance is I met somebody who seems super powerful and she wanted to basically explode in the world. And, you know, she was going to be a potential client and she got fear complete in the way and she couldn't part with a whopping, let's just call it a very small uh, investment. And that, that investment made me think again about whether she's really ready to be impactful in the world. And I think you know as well as I do, there's, there's expenses to have a team. There's expenses to have impact in the world. And if you're not willing to have those expenses as investments, you're probably not going to go very far very fast. So what do you say to, I guess, someone like me for how you find the right people? And then secondly, what do you say to the people that are getting in their own way like that? I mean, finding the right people, I think you did, because you're about making the impact. Okay. And part of that might be the impact that you are going to have with them so that they can go out and make that impact, right? So I think you found the exact right people. And then it becomes the, the second part of that question, which is, what do you say? And it really comes into tapping into 
you know, we all have fear. Fear is innate. The problem is, is that our subconscious mind treats all fear the same. So fear of success, fear of failure, fear of being eaten by a tiger are equal (laughs) as far as the subconscious mind is concerned. And I don't know what, what it was about the way you told the story, if it's just my guides being really loud with me right now. What I picked up wasn't as much of a fear as a potential, am I worth it? Hmm. Am I worth this investment? Right. Due to whatever she heard and then took that to, to mean for her as a child. Because some people think, oh, but I had a great childhood. Nobody ever said anything bad. But just like you were saying right now with your son, it had nothing to do with bad intentions. It had nothing to do with having a bad childhood or being a horrible parent, all of these things. It's just however it gets taken. And he may never take that word in the way that you luckily were guarding against. But like for my husband, he was a slow reader. And it wasn't because someone told him it was a slow reader. They praised the fast reader Hmm. in kindergarten. And he looked at that pile of books and said, well, if that is fast and my pile doesn't look like that, if that's fast, mine is slow, I am a slow reader. No one ever told him he was. He just came to that conclusion at five years old and then went all the way through his doctorate believing he was a slow reader, which made studying and exams and things very, very hard. Hmm. I brought him into NLP. He released that belief. It took literally minutes for him to release that. And because of that, then all of a sudden he was reading everything. And then he was the one that read Harry Potter to our kids because he's the one that's great at voices. But if Hmm. he would have still been a slow reader, would he have? So for clients that are not ready to make that investment, I think if it comes down to they're, they're scared about the investment itself, what that feels like to me is typically more of, am I worth investing in? Can I do this? I've invested before and I have failed. I've seen other people invest and they have failed. What if that might happen? And then I turn that around. You're right. What if that might happen? But here's the thing about what if. People say, oh, what if is bad? What if is bad? No. What if negative things is not serving us? What if is way powerful? Because what if good things happen? Not even that. What if amazing things happen? What if your biggest dream come true happens? Because you don't know either way. So what if all you want and what if towards the things that you want in life? Because otherwise you're creating and you're calling in. You're telling your subconscious, you're telling universe to bring you that thing that you don't want every time you what if in the wrong direction. I agree. And uh, I'm thinking it's like, what if you were to fight to have this versus to fight to run from it. And so if you told me an amount of money that I had to pay to be in your course and I didn't like it, if I'm a fighter, I'm going to fight for a negotiation. I'm going to fight for something that will work that you see that I care to be in your course and still have integrity. But if I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling worthy, I'm exiting quickly. Like, Oh, I don't have the money. And I think that's the worst thing you can possibly say is that you do not have the money to buy something you want because you have to create it. You have to create it no matter what. I was telling someone the other day uh, that I think was even possibly the same person is that when I went to a hundred countries, I didn't have a quarter million dollars ready for that 10 year journey. I actually almost had none of it. And uh, I found the money because I was able to break the elephant into 10 pieces and, you know, it needed about 15 to 25,000 a year. And you book your trip a year out. You just have to make like an extra couple G's. But what happened every time I went on a trip, I learned something that helped me make more money. And when I went on a trip, I met people that 
became lifelong friends and they were living in abundance. They lived in, lived in uh, financial freedom. And so that was the reward is that we don't know when I invest in your program that you are going to connect me to an accelerated uh, way of getting to where I want to go, not just from what you teach me, but from who you are surrounding me with. Well, and it's, it comes down to that mindset. I can afford it. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to come to, I don't have time, I don't have money. They're easy, locked and loaded, ready to go reasons that typically work with people who aren't me. When it's me, I know that that's just that surface thing that comes out, but that's not the real reason because money should never be the reason. Time should never be the reason because we can find the time and we can find the money when we make it a priority. Now, if there's another reason you don't want to invest in, in, in this program with me in this time, cool, let's talk about what that is and then let me help you find what you're looking for because that's one of the other things about having over a decade in networking, I know a lot of people. And if it's not my program, if it's not my schedule, if it's not my investment requirement, let me help you find the program that is. But let's not let time and money be the reasons why we're not having everything we want in life because I think they are just that, like we were talking about earlier, the easy way out. Because most people go, oh, okay, never mind, you can't afford this. No, I can afford whatever I want. Like you said, it doesn't mean I have the money in the bank right now. And I can afford it. Because when I make it a priority, money will show up. And I'm very pleased to say that that conversation was curtailed quite quickly with Kenny. um, Because he heard at least one or two times here in the house during the pandemic with all the attrition of events and opportunities, that, that bad phrase come out, we don't have money. And I said, no, we do. And I said it in front of my son to make sure it was heard. We have money. We just have to create it. Mm-hmm. Or this it, can be a priority. And you're choosing to spend it on something else. So, yes, you're, exactly. you know, you're cho- it's a choice. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrea spends a lot of time with you. So I do want to yield a little more than usual to allow as many questions as she really could ask in the short time that she has before we go to rapid fire. Oh, well, uh, we, we don't have time for me to ask questions. Well, so what I will question. say is, Brenda, why don't, oh, oh, Brenda, I just want you to share your website again now uh, while people can and they can learn more about you and, and that way because uh, there's too many things about her too uh, that it'll take all of our time up. <laughs> Uh, the easiest, actually, the, the best way to get in touch with a lot of the fun things that we do is if you go to beliefco.com forward slash let's play, because that's going to link you to our website, but that's going to also link you to some freebies and some other fun stuff. Very smart. I love it. And it's not a coincidence that there's a belief company behind you logo. Isn't that crazy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to some questions that are actually mimic a little bit of the questions we ask at the end of these chapters so you'll uh you'll enjoy these because they did impact you on some level so what book or books I mean one or two changed your life harry potter okay we will accept that with two thumbs up all right andrea yeah what's a song that really gets you jazzed up that you play to motivate you so funny enough and everyone looks at lee a little crazy it's attention by todger call that's a uh, has never been said. I'll have to look. But that's up. because my girls, uh, my older, dance to work. And if pandemic had not happened, Todrick was actually going to come into the studio and dance with them. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Um, what movie or two inspires you? The Greatest Showman. Isn't that a great I, movie? I couldn't mm-hmm. watch it enough. Yep. 
<clears throat> yeah, that was every night. <laughs> Andrea? What did you want to be when you grew up? First and foremost, a mom and a doctor and a teacher and a dancer. <laughs> oh, look, you did them all. <laughs> uh, who's someone you always wanted to meet? Someone I always wanted to meet. Oh, um, I'm like, oh, that one's as, as weird it. as it'll what, be. Was that? President Trump. President Trump. Okay. Anyone who can crash and burn that many times and still somehow find his way back to the top has things I want to learn about his mindset. Very cool. Andrea? Definitely. Um, uh, what is the game, a game that you like to play? Um, I'm not a big games person. That's kind of my husband's realm. I like card games. I'll do card games. Okay, so you do have a gamification aspect to your website because it says have fun. So what is the have fun? Give me one idea that you have fun when you go to the website. Have fun comes into rewarding yourself. That's, that's my, behavior, my, ba- my behavior background coming to play is you need right. to reward yourself not for the big things but the little things because that's where your momentum and your power come from. Well, I think due to time we have one more question. I'll ask it. What quote do you live by? Everything for its own reason for my best interest. Very good. Andrea, if you'd give a lovely shout out to our sponsors, please. Yes, I would love to thank our featured sponsor, Bees.Social, the cryptocurrency for the people by the people. Also the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Big Events to USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, and the emffix.com. And our charity, of course, is the keepsmilingmovement.com. Please donate to the Keep Smiling Movement to create smiles and to create a dose of hope through smiles, a 5013C mental and dental health organization. And back to you, Ken. Well, Brenda, thank you so much. Me and Mrs. Jones had a good time on this program. You have been amplified, and it was such a lovely conversation. I'm so glad you could be here for an hour. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Why don't you share your website one more time, please? It is www.beliefco.com. And if you want all the good stuff, hit a forward slash Let's Play. If you don't want the good stuff, then you have backslash bad stuff? No, everything else is more just informational. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, folks, you have heard from a wonderful person that can change your life. I highly encourage you to go to our website, get the good stuff, not just the content and the uh, information. And if you are looking to get a copy of this, again, go to thekeysmellingmovement.com and you can message us and we will send you eBooks for free. Uh, We are hoping that, by the way, Brenda, We are hoping this hits 10 million people because if you look at 500 inspirational leaders, why wouldn't it, right? So if you have a great inspiring story, you know someone with a great inspiring story, please reach out for thekeepsmilingmovement.com. Let us know you'd like to apply and we will be all too eager to bring hope to the world through you. This is Ken Roshan, aka Dr. Smiley with Amplified. Have a great week. Stay Amplified. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.